you ever been driving somewhere and then you realize for a minute, you don't even know where you were supposed to be going or you're in the kitchen and you're eating something and you look down at the empty bowl and say, did I just eat all of that? When you do things mindlessly and you don't even really realize that you're doing it, that's what we're talking about today because there are ways to get yourself to notice the things around you, to notice the things that you're doing that can make a big difference in your life. We're talking about mindfulness, so stay tuned. Life's too short. Life's too damn short. With your fun fitness friend, Melanie Cole, MS. So as I said, we're talking about mindfulness today, and my guest is Anna Pace. She's a registered dietitian and an exercise physiologist. Welcome to the show, Anna what is mindfulness? People have been hearing about it in the media. They're not quite sure what that means. So explain it a little bit to us. Hi, Melania. Thank you, first of all, for having me on the show today. I'm excited to talk about one of my most favorite subjects is mindfulness. And um, I feel like this word is, is definitely a buzzword these days. And when many people hear this word, um, they may picture you know, someone sitting um, on the floor, you know, a nice peaceful setting with their eyes closed, maybe meditating, um, just kind of in that ultimate state of peace and stillness. And um, while that is one way to be mindful, mindfulness certainly means uh, so much more than that. Uh, mindfulness is basically just a moment-to-moment awareness of your thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and your surrounding environment. So just noticing what's going on around you both internally and externally, um, in that present moment. And, and also not having any sort of judgment or pressure to change anything that's going on. It's just simply noticing. Well, the thing is, Anna, that we're such a multitasking, busy society. We are all doing 15 things at once, and I'm not sure that when we're doing 15, especially we women, when we're doing 15 things at once, if we're doing any of them truly very well. And so when we're being mindful, is that a part of concentrating on the one thing that we're doing? If we're gardening, we're not thinking about the laundry list that we've got. We're doing one thing and paying attention to that one thing. There, there's absolutely no doubt we do live in a very fast-paced world with that we multitask and um, we can we fill our days full um, to the max. Every 24 hours is, um, you know, doing something. We have so many um, external pressures building, and, and that's when um, we, you know, become bombarded with that information overload, multitasking, you know, trying to juggle um, demands at work um, while also taking care of things around the house. And, um, and that does lead to a lot of mindless um, living. And so mindfulness, does encourage focusing on just one thing at a time. And while you are you know, multi or you're doing one task and you might think of something else that comes up, part of that mindfulness is not necessarily um, you know, having any judgment or reaction to it, but kind of learning how to separate that urge to react to every single thought or emotion that, that pops up. So, but, but some people react to emotions and things that pop up in negative ways. Does mindfulness carry with it a more of a positive connotation? Are there some ways that we, if, and, and again, we women, we negative self-talk all the time, Anna, mm. is there a way to turn those thoughts and feelings into more positive emotions? Absolutely. Mindfulness um, can really help with that. Because, um, 
part of mindfulness is learning how to gain control of those thought patterns, um, and and that can really help you direct and choose how you want your uh, your thoughts to go. And so you're still going to have plenty of emotions um, and thoughts, you know, both negative and positive. Um, but mindfulness helps you learn how to manage that, learn how to choose how you want to respond. Uh, so there's two parts to being mindful. One is you know, having that awareness of the here and now, both internally and externally. Um, so noticing those thoughts and feelings, um, but also expect, accepting them, not trying to change them. So acknowledging that, yes, I'm thinking this way, but how do I want to respond to it? So what can we do then? I mean, if we're asking ourselves that question and we're trying to figure out how to get that positive feeling and those emotions into our lives, how to notice the flowers and the smells and the things. I mean, it's fall now, and what a beautiful time of year. So how do people practice mindfulness? Oh, goodness, there's so many ways to begin practicing uh, mindfulness just on a day-to-day basis. And um, I think it's important to note that this is a practice, so it's going to take um, time, just like Anything in life, the more that you practice this and create space for it in your routine, the easier and more natural it's just going to become as a part of your, your everyday life. And that's when it's going to begin to transpire into, um, you know, your, you know, who you are. So you can simply start um, by just where you are, just sitting down, just begin to notice what you're, what it feels like to sit. Maybe you're sitting down in a chair, you know, noticing your feet on the ground. Uh, maybe closing your eyes for a minute and um, taking some deep inhales and deep exhales and just noticing what kind of impact that's having on your body, also on your mind. Um, you can be mindful as um, as you eat. I think at the beginning of um, our show today, you mentioned how often do we eat and, and then all of a sudden we look down and our plate is empty and we don't even, we never even made that connection with what we're eating. Uh, so sitting down at your meals and, and really getting the full experience of what that eating is, you know, what smells do you smell, what sights do you see, um, what does the food feel like on your tongue or what does it taste like as you begin to chew it. Okay, so well, we okay, so we can be mindful. Is meditation fit into this? Is that something that that we're supposed to learn to practice? And I'm an exercise physiologist as well, and I and I like to teach people about meditation because I do think it helps lower their blood pressure and it does help them to relax. And especially in this tumultuous election season, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. People get so worked up. So, yeah. so you know, give us some workable things. Is meditation a part of it? You, you mentioned breathing, and, and we're learning more and more about the effects of deep breathing and doing square breathing and all these things. So what do you want people to do to get that feeling? Yeah, me- I mean, meditation is definitely one great way to practice um, and, and kind of formally train for, for meditation because it's sitting down in that intentional space um, to just, um, to maybe deep breathe or just, you know, um, be still. And that can begin the, um, to, to practice those skills of being mindful of tuning in, encouraging yourself to tune in to the present moment, kind of grounding yourself um, in the present. So sitting down for a formal meditation um, on a daily basis can absolutely be a helpful way to, to start practicing uh, more mindfulness. 
Okay, so sitting down and doing meditation, when people do that, do they have to have a mantra? Do they have to sit in a certain position? You know, I mean, give us a little bit of of a way that you might teach somebody. So noticing is certainly one thing. Taking time for our meals. If we are gardening, really concentrating on what you're planting, the feel of the dirt. That's one of my favorite things, you know, Anna, is that I love to play with the dirt after it's been tilled and I'm putting those seeds in. I just love the feel of it in my hands. And so that's just something that I use for that. Or when I'm exercising, I try and do the same thing, unless I'm really bored exercising, in which case I'm watching The Good Wife or something. But, you know, if people are are, are going to meditate, do we have to clear our minds? Do we have to have some kind of a mantra? That is a great question. And again, there's a lot of different ways to meditate. And that can be a very, um, a very difficult thing to just sit down and completely do nothing, you know, especially when you, we are so used to working on autopilot, like sitting down and being still, um, quieting the mind can be a very, very challenging thing. And, um, and you know, it's impossible to stop thoughts from, from popping in your head. Um, but what mindfulness can help with and what meditation can help with is um, to just not respond to those thoughts. So what I often like to encourage people to do is to, yes, First of all, sit down and be comfortable. So if you have, if you sit down on the floor, that's great. If you need to sit in a chair, that's great too. Find yourself in a comfortable position. Um, and you know, sometimes it helps to close your eyes if you want to keep your eyes open too. That is perfectly fine. And and your breath is probably the most um, easiest and most accessible way to really ground yourself in the present moment and kind of begin your um, med- meditation having a mantra to focus on and kind of get your mind um, fixated on and just repeat a mantra over and over is certainly can be helpful for some people. Um, but I often like to encourage people to, to just begin by focusing on your breath. And when thoughts pop up in your mind, um, you know, rather than getting upset or thinking you, you're bad at meditating, how can you become less responsive to those thoughts and, and kind of think of them as clouds floating in the sky? So just let them pass on by without responding to them. Ooh, I love that. You know, I kind of actually do something similar to that. And and when I am having all of these negative thoughts and feelings, I try and take it to another place and picture myself on a beach or floating in the sky or something like that. So yes. that's a really, really great thing. Now, we mentioned a little bit, and you even said it again about eating, when we are mindlessly eating. It's one of the ways people are so, you know, ingrained in this obesity society that we've got. So besides paying attention to our food, how can we use mindfulness to lose weight, to actually help us in our weight loss endeavors? Because that's such an important part of sticking to any routine, whether it's exercise or diet or anything. So as a dietitian, what do you tell people about about that paying attention to their food and how it can help them get those extra pounds off and not eat the junk? Yeah, mindfulness can absolutely um, help with, with all aspects of wellness, but certainly eating habits and weight management. Um, I, one thing I often encourage people um, is not only like the process of mindful eating, so, so tasting, smelling, um, and, and visualizing, but get, gathering all your senses when you are eating, but also noticing the physical response that has in, in your body. When, when you eat, um, what is what does it feel like? What does your body feel like in response to your food choices? Um, you know, often people say when um, they, you know, maybe overeat on 
donuts. Um, sure, in the moment, they, they're thinking that um, it, it's really good. They're craving that sugar. And then um, there's a moment, though, when that, that good begins to not feel so good. And you get the physical, the, the stomach ache or just um, the headaches, just kind of feeling fatigued. And that's not a very pleasant experience. So being mindful to pay attention to how your food choices make you feel physically um, can be a great way to learn how to respond um, and to make choices that are going to allow you to function and feel your very best. That's what's so important. So wrap it up for us, Anna, and and how we can use mindfulness in our daily lives when we're stressed out at work, when we're feeling unmotivated or feeling fat. Gosh, we all have those times of the month when we just look at ourselves and say, oh, how we can just turn that around on ourselves and use mindfulness to be successful at work, to be successful in our weight loss endeavors, to be successful in anything that we're trying to do. Yes, that is... um is so key is to just first of all having that awareness so when you begin to notice um, when you're starting to feel overwhelmed starting to let that negative self-talk kick in you know stop and ground yourself in the present moment so maybe taking a, a few deep breaths gather that awareness of what you're feeling what you're seeing what you're experiencing in the here and now accepting what it is so without any judgment of what it is that's going on, and let it pass through you. When you create that space, you give yourself an opportunity to choose um, how you want to respond in the most appropriate way to each situation. So whether you're driving to work or um, in a stressful encounter or deadline you're trying to meet at work or um, dealing with an unpleasant emotion or um, whatever it is, having that awareness, accepting it, and then actually making that conscious choice, giving yourself space to choose. Um, Rather than letting your feelings or your fears or thoughts control you, mindfulness mindfulness can allow you to, in turn, control your mind. It certainly is about controlling our own mind, and nobody should be controlling our minds but us. And we have that ability, Anna. We really do. I know that we can do it. And women, I'm talking to you. It's time to stop looking at ourselves with such a negative light and saying, oh, well, that person at work is doing a better job than I am, or boy, that piece of cake sure looks good, or that chocolate chip cookie, or I really want to have that extra glass of wine, or I don't feel like going on the treadmill today. We can use mindfulness for all of these things, and you can try and take notice, because that's another thing. And I want to speak to you directly, listeners, about using that mindfulness, especially with your children, because the fact is that days are long, but years are Fast. They go faster than you can imagine. And as a mother of a 13 and a 16-year-old, blink, blink, and those times go by. So if you are in the crux of it and your children are crying and they won't go to bed and they're four years old and they're still in the tantrum phase and you're trying to find babysitters and all of those things, stop and do the breathing Anna recommended. Stop and take notice of your children. Give them a big hug because the time goes so fast. And before you know it, they're indifferent teenagers who don't really want to spend that time with you. So take that time. Notice. Smell. See. Take pictures. Just be involved in it because that's what noticing, that's what mindfulness is about. And it can help get rid of some of those negative feelings. And even if it's with your kids, take those deep breaths because it's so, so important that we all notice every single second because life is short. 
Whoa, check it out. See how I just did that? That's the name of the show here. Life's too short. I didn't even see it. I didn't even plan that, Anna. That did not. That was, good. That was, that was just my little diatribe. But life is much too short. So we have yeah. to make the most of it. And this and the name of this show fits perfectly with today's topic. And it couldn't fit any better with any topic that we do is the mindfulness, the noticing. Life is too short. We do have to make the most of it. And remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review because that's how like-minded people People can get involved. So subscribe to us on iTunes and check us out at RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Stay well.